Back live, man. Hey, welcome to another episode, man. In the box, me, Danny Smith. Man, we got a great show, man, planned for you. What's been going on, Danny? What's happening, bro? Hey, man, what's good? What's good? This has been a very interesting week, to say the least, man. But hey, we made it to another Friday. We made it to another Friday, man. But I, I just want to ask you a question. Like, how can the president of the United States become a squatter? Let, let let me see. Uh, the answer is, in, in memory of Alex Trebek, what is, because he's the first N-word elected? Dude, you said you had to walk you, you, you. Dude, I'm glad you made it because you said he got it. When you had all kind of employees, because he's an employee, that you have to kind of walk him out the building. Look, me and you both have 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 had and have regular jobs. You know that it's different, and and when you fire such and such, and then you got to fire Tyrone. And you got you go, you gonna have to walk Tyrone out the building. <laughs> give me give me your manual. Leave me. Hey, give me your hair. <laughs> hey, you done been there. You done been there before. Hey. Hey, when hey. you get fired, bro. Security is waiting for you when you Love. come in. And you know, and you know, when you're big like us, it's always two. It's all. <laughs> and they like all what? And they always want to be super helpful. Let me help you with your box. <laughs> it's all right, I man. My cousin hiring, man. I I I put in a good word for you. Listen, man, I'm tripping, man, because I remember him saying that he didn't want to stay in the White House. He was trying to stay in Trump Plaza, and he didn't want to stay in now he's a squatter. I'm just trying to they, figure it they, out. They're going to have to change all the locks. They're going to have to change... Okay, man. Uh, listen, bro. Listen. He look, look. He like a bad renter that's gonna blow his security deposit. It's like, I was trying not to laugh, man. I mean, I was trying not to laugh, dude. I mean, I'm because I, I I don't have a, I don't have a dog in the fight, man. I don't really care. You, I mean, they both the same, man. But I just thought it was hilarious, man, because he just refused to leave the White House. It is, it is, it. I don't know what's funnier: him not leaving the White House, or all of the 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 um evangelicals having to issue prophetic apologies. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> 
statement, bro. You gotta give me a minute, bro. You gotta give me. Let's just stick with one subject at a time. Nah, nah, them, like, them African angels didn't turn out like you thought. Bro, I'm trying to don't touch me. All right, look, bro. All right, time out. Chuck, listen, we got a great show for you. We're going to be right back in Fundamentals and build the blocks. Turn to advice when I'm in that spot. When I got questions, and that's a lot. Perfect time to hear from Rico in the box. Yo, man, listen. Um, well, that's the best thing. Danny, just be quiet. Just don't. We got a show we got to do, man. I can't do Don't look away from the screen. Dude, don't open your mouth. Just be quiet. We got to. I can't. I can't. Oh, come on. You got to go take a coffee break, bro. You can't. Don't stop. Stop. Trying to do the wait, show. Wait, 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 wait. I got, I got one more. I just got one more. What? President Trump. Uh, can't you can't hey, say hey, the name? No, no, yes, I can. It's like, dude, hey. We, we got a guess wait, man. Break, Stop! Break. I can't take it. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. What? Bring your bring your launch codes and follow me. <laughs> what a, what you mean follow you? Just come with me, sir. <laughs> Don't ask no questions. Just come with me. Oh, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Listen, man. Hold on. nothing. We got a guest, bro. We got to get into the show. Right? All right. This no more comedy. Bring it None. Let's let's get focused. Focus. Well, that, that. All right. So Demi Day. Demi Day out now. Uh, uh, go check her out on all social media platforms. Heart Turn Gray, uh, dope project. We're doing some really, really good numbers, some good streaming numbers. And uh, I, I invite you all to go and check it out and listen to an artist that's transforming herself. So, um, love, love to, love to get your opinion. Go out and check it out. And don't forget, uh, me and Pastor Ricky, man, we're gonna be back on the first Sunday uh, in December. Uh, we're doing Just Life. Just Life is a show for people that deal with depression, anxiety. Uh, a lot of times, man, it's very hard, man, for you to kind of deal with life. But we, we deal with some real life issues, man. Uh, and also, man, we are right now on in the in the boxes on Roku and Amazon. That is the actual uh, logo that you'll see, man, on there. So when you actually go into uh, Roku, you can go to the channel settings. 
uh, or check with a channel and you can kind of pipe in in the box and come up. Uh, if you own the Amazon Fire Stick, if you go to the search bar uh, and type in in the box, it's going to bring up a box that's labeled apps and games. You click on that box and then you'll see um, the show there as well. And hey, then man. let's not forget, man, uh, Crooked 10. Dope. You know, if you haven't had an opportunity, man, you need to go check out this album. I think this album is great for the sound. Mm -hmm. um, produced by me, mixed <clears throat> and recorded by me. You know, Von Frazier, Javon McKenzie, man, the album is dope. Uh, we were actually three years ahead on that album. So I think, man, uh, you stream that album, man, you, you'll find a lot of great content, man, in it uh, to this time. Hey, Rico, so, can you do me a favor? You put up, that, put your, put your in the box banner back up. Uh huh. You see that? That that's how the security guard lean over. Hey, bring it. Dude, stop! 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 I like, do. We gotta do the show, man. I okay, can't. All right, all right. <laughs> I'll help you get your stuff too. All right, all right, all right. Without further ado, man, we finna bring him, bring, bring in our dude, man. Same OG. What's going on, bro, man? What's happening? Glad hey, how you doing? Man? That's what it is, man. Glad to, same OG, man. Glad to have you, bro. What's going on, Thank brother? For having me. Thank y'all for having me. It's a privilege. Great privilege. Hey, hey man, glad to have you, man. And uh, you, you, you're doing some great things, man. We, we glad to have you, bro. Uh, Good brother, man. I I, I want to jump in, man. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive right in. Same OG. Walk us down. Same OG. Man, where do you get that name from, bro? Well, uh, same OG is actually a nickname that I gained. Uh, I think my first or second year when I was in the army. Um, okay. you know so you were military. Yeah, so I was got, in the military so... for about eight years, oh, man. Oh. oh. What's up, man? Thank that's you for your up, service, man. brother. I appreciate yeah, I was it. Amazing, it was an great honor. It was a great honor. So how long did you stay in, bro? Uh, I was in for almost eight years, probably about seven years and nine, ten months, something like that. How many toilet stools did you clean? <laughs> I, I, try to put that out my, I try to put that out my memory, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, dude, dude had me shining a missile. And I was in the Navy, man, at 2 o'clock in the morning. And it was and it was raining. Like, what's the purpose? The humiliation. That's what I was going to say. It's all about the humiliation at that time. They're trying to break you down. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what's going on, Sister Deidre? Uh, hey, Miss Deidre. That's the president of my fan club. How you doing, Miss Deidre? Oh man, that's what's up, man. Glad to have you, sis. Glad to have you. All right. So, 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 yeah. So, so, tell me this, man. You know, Christian rap. We're gonna we're gonna dive in. Okay. What started you? Were you a were you a non Christian artist before, man, or or when you started rapping, you decided, hey, I was gonna start rapping for Jesus, man? But how how did that start out? Well, it happened. Uh, well, I, I just give you a quick back story real quick, because my parents were both uh, ministers in the church before I was born as teenagers. Right. So 
that's they they met like that in the church as teenagers. So when they got married, uh, I, I tell people I was born into the church, and probably when I was about eight, seven, eight years old, my dad decided to start his own church. Uh, then I became a drug child, which is I mean I was drugged to church twenty four seven, three sixty five. We was the congregation, the choir, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> we, Cause I, at first when you said I got I was drugged to church, I was like, well, where where is he going? When you like you got drugged to church, bro. Listen, man. I'm a product of the church, bro. I had to go to church six days a week. Man, I only had one day off, yeah. and that's because they had a cabinet meeting. I feel you, bro. I feel you. So, listen. So, anybody know anything about people when they start church? Like the family is everything in the church when it first start. So, you know, long story short, by the time I turned eighteen, you know, I was kind of wore out from the church because at that time, you know, it really wasn't geared toward youth anyway at that time, so to speak. So, you know, I was like, man, listen, I'm finna. I was doing. I, I went to FAMU, got into some stuff. Had my uh, my son was born. You know, I was out there kind of living that life. That's when I left FAMU and joined the army. I left that. I dropped out of FAMU, joined the army. We got in the band at FAMU, man. Huh? Were you in the band at FAMU? Nah, nah, I wasn't in the band. Nah, I wasn't in the okay. band. Uh, even though I played the drums for the church, I, I really didn't want to try to listen. The March 100 practice more than the football team. <laughs> Yo, that is confirmed. You gotta hey, be bro. mentally prepared for that. I know, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. So I left there. I joined the army. You know, that's when I kind of got even further away from the church. I got more into doing a lot of street stuff. So I kind of uh did a little rapping when I was in the streets a little bit. So when I came back, when I finally uh got spared my life, I went through a whole bunch of stuff, shot, shot at, stabbed, all kind of stuff. Uh one because I wasn't supposed to be in the streets anyway. God didn't create me for that. So he allowed right. me to go through a whole lot. So when he got me to a part where i had is either yes or you're gonna die so you know i came back into the church i wasn't gonna rap because i'm church of god in christ that's what i grew up so like, i ain't no rapping in the church you know what i'm saying so yeah, i was done with rap. i didn't want to really do anything that right. made me feel like i was still kind of geared toward the streets but god dealt with me uh probably about a year or so after i was back in church like look i need you to start back rapping you know what i'm saying i'm like no nah, i ain't no rapping in the church he's like look if i tell you to do it i'm gonna make room for it so I just kind of started doing it like, at, you know, youth Sundays, trying to minister to the youth like that. And uh, it just kind of word of mouth. It just kind of blew up, you know, so to speak. And uh, that's when I knew that I was doing what God called me to do. And uh, the name same OG just he just like, you know, you keep your nickname. And that was my nickname from the army. So he was like, I want him to be able to see the transformation. You the same OG, but you're a new creature. You know what I'm saying? People can relate to who the same OG was. So when they see how you've been transformed, they're going to be able to say, you know what, if he did the same OG, you know, so I know he could do that for me. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how that, in a, in a sh you know, kind of transpired like that, so to speak. So so, so in, in your own perspective, man, just kind of walking forward a, a, a tad bit, what do you think the challenge, what are some of your challenges as a Christian MC? What Ooh. challenges are you facing as a Christian artist in the world of 2020? Well, the biggest challenge, 
And I say it's just more than just 2020. The biggest challenge is that church people, when they hear rap, some church folk just automatically turn it off because they automatically just think about regular, you know, street related type rap. You know, they don't look at it as a ministry, so to speak. And that's one of the biggest problems. A lot of MCs. But I tell the MC also, you got to make sure you're doing ministry. You know what I'm saying? Don't just right. be in there trying to just get fame because you think it's easier than the street. But make sure it's your ministry at heart first. But uh, that's the biggest thing. And then the other thing was, especially dealing with 2020 and the pandemic. Well, I'm just recovering from an accident, so I didn't really have this problem. So I was I was on bed rest from like December to May. And I was on a uh, walker and neck brace. Up until like oh, October, wow, man. What happened, bro? Cane. I just got off a of cane like three weeks ago. Yeah, I broke my neck, back, oh, ribs, wow. bruised my lung, skull fracture. Yeah, the car accident. Yeah, yeah. I was, they said I should have been dead or paralyzed, but you know, wow, God said bro. Different. Wow. Oh, that's good, man. But uh, I tell people I, I, I don't look like what I've been through, and I never tried to get a pity party because I want to practice what I preach. And I tell people, if God allow you to go through something, then He has faith in you to make it through it. You know what right. I'm saying? So right. I purposely right. didn't. Then advertise all my aches and pains. I just let people see God light still shining. But anyway, so I think one of the biggest problems in 2020 dealing with the pandemic is a lot of MCs used to being out front, you know, on the stage or in the building. They had to kind of understand, look, just like you use social media for promoting, use it as a stage too. You know what I'm saying? You could it. I really think it kind of helped an artist evolve with 2020 because you can reach a wider audience. You know what I'm saying through social media. People you probably would people uh, people you probably would have never got in in person. You probably can get through social media, but go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, no, the, the question I wanted to jump in and ask you, man, like we've been having, and I, and I guess the right way I want to ask you because I like to hear different perspectives other okay. than mine and Danny's, you know, because we're very vocal. Um, we we tend to kind of speak our mind. Yeah. Do you really how how do you how do you package the gospel? Do you package the gospel in King James language or do you package the gospel in everyday everyday street language or do you package the gospel in a biblical worldview language? And and, and, and let's talk about each one. Which one do you think is the most effective and why and why not? OK, well, my honest answer is that I tell people I package it however God gives it to me at that time. Uh okay. Uh, even with the sermons, because I'm an ordained elder now, even with my sermons, I just let God feed into me how, what he wants me to say, how he wants me to say it. And depending on what's the event I may have, he may give it to me in a in a street type of way. You know, that's it, just real, real. Still with a biblical foundation, but in, in lingo where they can understand it, you know, since I can speak that lingo, so to speak. And um, I think that's effective because they don't hear people. Uh, they don't see you coming out in all in the tie using the biggest words you ever used in the dictionary, sounding like Jesse Jackson or somebody trying to preach a sermon and you're going above their head. You know what I'm saying? Because that turns some of those guys off. You know what I'm saying? They're like, man, oh, he don't right, know what he's talking about. He can't relate to me. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, in just a worldview, you know, if he gives it like that to me, he may have been using references like to like secular artists or secular situations, but in almost like a parable sense to where I can relate it to the Bible. You know what I'm saying? And then I can reach some of those other people who just worldly, maybe not street, but just worldly. And then in the <laughs> church avenue, he gives it to me, you know, sometimes biblically. But he, every time he gives it to me, he gives it to me where I can speak real, you know, just because I'm just a real person like that. 
So do you think theology rap man is effective? And and if and 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 when you're going scripture verse, scripture verse, and, and if it's not effective, why do you think it's not effective? And if you do think it's effective, why do you think it is effective? I think it I th I think it can be effective depending on who you're spitting it at, uh who's listening to it. Cause he, he gives me all kinds of versatile songs. You know, I got some songs that has a lot of scriptures, so uh references in it. He gives me some that may have a piece of a scripture, but it's just real talking in it. So I think it's based on the mentality of the person listening to it, how effective it's gonna be. So so if you got so if you take a person and this is just okay, just a scenario, you take a person yeah. that never read the Bible day in their life, right? Okay. They don't know who James is, they don't know who John is, they don't know Ezekiel. They don't know anything about Deborah, you know, Deuteronomy. That's all foreign to them. Right, 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 right. Like they've never picked up a Bible before. Okay. Right. If 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 you're right, if you're if you're talking from a theological point of view, right, how can that person really comprehend what you're saying to make application, right, to what you're saying? Because at the end of the day, if you're given a message as a as a as an artist right and as a christian artist your job is to give a message and you want people to comprehend that message and to be able to take that message and to make application to it but if a person never pick up the bible they don't know any stories of the bible they never read the bible before right, right. you know how do you reach that person man in your music well Same the way people. i do it and like i say is based on how god gives it to me but if i pray to him like i pray before i do any song i pray mm -hmm. to him for wisdom and knowledge on on what to say based on who he wants to reach with the, with the song because he gives he's giving me the song for a reason so i just say give me the words and the lyrics you want me to say but i would say that if, if i'm dealing with a person if i'm just talking out of myself if i'm dealing with a person that you know knows nothing about the bible to that level you know i, I break a lot of things down as far as i give examples that, that may not be exactly directly in the bible but stuff that he can relate to so, certain speak like say um like um like say it's like say I'm dealing with a person who says, uh, "Well, I haven't really read about, it, but I heard everything in there is fake." Blah 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 blah. So the first thing I would tell a person like that, well, I kind of I kind of see what you're saying. Um, uh, like say they say this book, blah blah blah, told me this and this. I say, well, just like the book you read is, you say it's written by men, just like the Bible is written by men. Well, why would you believe that book and not believe this book if both you say men wrote it? And then I would say, uh, well, I treat it like insurance. I rather have it and not need it. The needle and not have it. That means I'd rather leave, live a saved life based on what I read in the Bible, die and find out it was all not nothing, and I haven't really lost anything. But if I if I don't, if I live in sin and die, and I wake up and realize everything they was telling the truth, now I'm burning the hell. I say I don't lost a whole lot. I say so when I break it down to them, I try to let them kind of. I, I, first, I do a personal testimony based off just my life. Not trying to sell them Jesus right off the bat because you got to build relationships for one and, and get something that they can relate to first. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't just talk like you just stepped out the pool pit because they ain't trying to hear that. Because like you say, they never read the Bible, so they're not gonna hear that anyway. So hey, bro, let me let me let me talk to you real quick. Let me tell you about my experiences real quick and what I came from. You know what I'm saying? And then I might throw a scripture in as I'm as I'm as I'm talking. Then you might say, hey, blah blah. So I said, well, let me show you that right here. This is what it says in the Bible. And this is what God did for me. While I was coming out the street, like when I got shot, I had to believe in when I got stabbed, I had to believe when I was in this car accident trying to get through stuff. You know, I, I my faith tells me that God took care of me, blah, you know, so I kind of break it down like a baby. A baby had never been to the world. You got to teach them the ABCs first. 
before they can read a book. You know what I'm saying? You got to so, feed them so, waiting for you. So my question to you is, especially in the, in the, in the atmosphere and the climate that we're in right now, okay. we have the Hebrew Israelites. We have uh, a lot of pro-black um, groups. Um, black Lives Matter, like so many different people. How did you? How do you deal with a person and say, "Okay, well, Jesus, Jesus is not real." You know, uh, that's just a, that's just he was made up to keep us slaves. You know, so that we could we could do whatever ever master said. You know, uh, how, how do you deal with a person that had that mentality? Well, the you first know, thing I tell uh, him, I, the, the first thing I say to, because I've I've had that conversation with a guy before, and he'll show me, well, you see right here, I say, well, that's not God saying he agrees with slavery. You reading the scripture based on that slavery was going on at that time, and I say, yeah, the slave owners took it and put their spin on it to keep you captive. I say, but if God was really for slavery, he wouldn't have never rescued the Israelites from Pharaoh. I say, you got to put that all in perspective. God has never condoned slavery. Slavery was happening just like all other, you know, type of sin was happening. He didn't condone the sin, but it's in the Bible also. He he tells you about it, everything. You know, he's not just going to put the good stuff in and say only good stuff happened. You know what I'm talking about? So I tell those people, you got to put it all into context. You can't just say, oh, master wanted to keep you as a Yeah, master did want to keep you as a slave. So he took the scripture and, and perverted it and twisted it. To what you can think, I say, but then if you do your research, uh, when I was talking to the guy, I say, you realize Africans was practicing Christianity before they even came to America. I say, that's the part a lot of these pro black and Israelite type of people won't tell you, you know what I'm saying? That Africans was actually practicing Christianity before slavery ever existed, so it wasn't that it was it was uh put on us and bamboozled on us, they just took their version of Christianity. To some of the, uh, and I hate to use the word ignorant, but they were uneducated because they hadn't read yet. But they took it and perverted it and twisted it so they can keep them enslaved. So, my my question to you is this: How how do you, especially man, we're, when we're dealing with a lot of pastors, uh, our leadership that are making bad decisions, you know, infidelity, yeah mismanaging money false prophesying pro false prophet line okay you're right you're right um totally fleecing people taking advantage of people <clears throat> do you feel as though those that are of us in the body of christ do you feel you know how do we combat that because people have a valid alt against leadership of the day because we know that a man is just a man. We know that men right. represent leadership. Right, right. And, you know, and if and it's the same way, man, if you're dating a girl and you dated four girls and <laughs> yeah. and and just keeping it 1,000. No, no, no. A lot of times we, 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 because we say we don't like to keep it 1,000, we try to be all. And that's a problem deep. in the church. You're right. You're right. right. We, we be all deep and we can't now, really have now, a conversation. Now, Rico, you heard how he giggled when you said that. He he know you he heard know. that you heard that right you don't you don't dated four girls and you don't been took by four girls oh, yeah now as a man I'm gonna tell you I don't been through I ain't gonna really be really interested like that I I gotta you got to show me something you're right right you're right people are valid in how they feel 
and the things that they've been through and how they've been taken advantage of, right. do you feel those that are left in the body of Christ, those that are those of us that are really, really true for Jesus, that believe in Jesus, do you feel that we have a responsibility to change that perception? Or do we ignore the do we ignore their perception, which is based on facts of things that have happened? Or do we be a relationship? You know, do we acknowledge that those leaders have failed and it's wrong? How do we overcome the bad choices of leadership in the body of Christ to be able to help us to win new people? From well, your you perspective, a, you, you say the key thing that 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 resonates with me because this is what I do first. You got to build a relationship first before you before you can really have anybody's ear. You got to have some type of relationship with them, and you got to be able, as a real man and as a Christian, period. You got to be able to be real about it. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff that goes on. You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to tackle that head on because they go they're gonna figure you're trying to swindle them too if you're not really want to talk about. The issue so you got to be able to do that and and you got to also be able to have where your life is set up to where they can see transparently that you that that you, that you can live the lifestyle that you're trying to tell them about and everybody's not like that yeah you're gonna have cricket leaders and you break it down to them and put it back into the secular secular thing just like you're gonna have cricket people in your, at your job you're gonna have you know you know i'm just saying you just put it back to where they can relate to it secularly and it's the same way in the church. Yeah, they're supposed to be representing Christ. They should be held to a higher standard, but at the same time, they're not perfect, and they're and sin is real. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want you. I don't want you to lose out on Christ based off this man's relationship with Christ, and it failed. You know what I'm saying? I want you to get to know him for yourself. If you got to look at it, but the first thing, don't put him on the pedestal, and have, put your trust in God. So, and that's why I tell people, you if you. If if your if a pastor falls and you fall away from the church based off of that, then your your faith was in the wrong person in the first place. You know so, what I'm saying? Now I wanna I wanna deal with something you just said that's like really important. Okay. Do you feel that you should tell all your business to your pastor? Do you feel that you should totally put, you know, although your pastor may have be the bishop over your soul, do you feel that um there may do you feel that you need to disclose everything? Who you are as a person. Now, if you because I see you shaking your head, tell me why. Because some people believe that no, that their pastor, they have a they have a level of hero worship and they no, feel that their pastor is God in a sense. But and see, they devote the everything. See, that's the problem. They got the wrong sense of thinking. They still need to remember that their pastor, whether it's a woman or a man, is still a human. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You tell this person all your business, you don't know, they might have the, the uh sword and discord spirit, you know what I'm saying. They might have a moment where they break down telling your business to other people. Now, I think it's you, you you should be transparent to a certain extent with your with your leaders, but just like you don't know all your leaders' business, he shouldn't know all your God is the only one you really need to tell everything to. And we already know he knows anyway, but you know, it's a confess your sins to him. But you know what I'm saying? And if he's really a leader from God, some stuff God is gonna drop in his spirit anyway. You know what I'm saying? So it's some things you don't even have to relate to him, but I never believed in you got to tell your pastor everything that is happening. As long as you get it right and get and you know what I'm saying and ask for forgiveness, get with God. That's one thing. But you you don't have to disclose everything. Right now, I, I mean that's that's a big thing, man. I'm, I mean, much respect, yeah. man, that you that you kind of have that perspective, man, because 
Uh, a lot of people, man, have had their homes destroyed uh, yep. because you're dealing with regular men. Right. Uh, men that are greedy. Men right. that are um, that are wretched. That are backdoor. Right? Backdoor you. <laughs> sleep with your wife. Yeah, I'm and to I'm going to say, man, my wife is my wife. Like, right. I don't trust nobody around my wife. <laughs> right? All those men, Danny, friends, I don't ever call his wife and have a conversation with his wife. That's it. And when oh. I talk to his wife, me, <laughs> I talk to her right. through oh. him. Oh, okay. that would be that would be a. Re you do not want to be in that conversation. Look, I saw that. I had... Danny had that look on his face, boy, like look. a light <laughs> You know that part on National Geographic when it get real quiet, like something was about to go down. That yeah. would be that conversation, bro. Hey, listen, man. I, I kid yeah. you not. Okay. I had to threaten the pastor, man. Was calling my wife, like, man, like, dude, bro, don't. That's my wife, bro. You got your okay. wife. I got my wife. And you bro, I'm that. saved, bro. Better stay in your lane. So exactly. I, I say that, man, because I keep seeing these scenarios happen, yeah. right? Now, I, and, and on this show, we don't ever name drop on people, right? right but we right. talk about scenarios that we're dealing with the human nature, That's right? We're true. dealing with human people, and and, right. and we're dealing with you know every human has sin. That's right, and comes short of the right? will of God. Yeah. I don't care if your pastor man has 10 doctors, a hundred masters. Yeah. That's sin in his life. Right. The only sinless person was Jesus. That's right? it. That's it. It's never going to be another Jesus. Yeah, so man. knowing that, you know, how do you, what do you tell men, especially when they come into the body of Christ and they don't know anything about Jesus and they're learning because a lot of pastor men try to exert their authority over them because you know, hey, I'm your pastor. You don't know the scripture. Then you're going to do what I say, or I'm trying to mentor you. Because I know Daddy and I, we have our perspective, but you know, right. of course, you're the guest on the show. How do you walk them down to protect their family and to protect their, their position with their wife? How do you? Walk us through that, bro. Well, I tell them certain things. I say, first and foremost, you need to set up some boundaries. You got to, you got to have boundaries. I, I know you're a member of the church. I know you may be a faithful steward to your pastor, but there's some type. Of, there's some boundaries you got to set up in order for your that relationship to keep working like it's working. For one, you should never you should never be more committed to the pastor than you are to your household. For one, got to got to make sure we understand that because some men get that twisted. They at the church. 24 hours out of the day and barely got time for their home. Wonder why their home falling apart. So God said, you know, you can't be a real leader in the church if you ain't leading in your home. You know what I'm saying? So I, the first thing I would tell them, look, make sure your relationship with your wife is first and foremost. Well, first God and make sure that your, your family life is next. You know what I'm saying? Be Still be obedient to some of the stuff your pastor, but you got to understand, you know when your pastor is asking you too much, asking from for too much from you. You know what I'm saying? Just, sometimes you're going to have to tell your pastor no. 
No, sir, I can't do that. And if he can't understand it or if he falls out with you, that's telling you he's not being led by God. So if you're trying to form a relationship with God and you're trying to be a man of God, that's the first thing I, I got into the Bible. You know what I'm saying? God is the head first and foremost. And if your pastor ain't, lead, ain't following his lead, you shouldn't be following that pastor's lead. I, I agree with you, man, 100%, man. Like, th these are, these are, and, and this is something, man, because I've seen a lot of people, man, to get into a lot of situations uh, that could have been avoided. And, 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 you know, you have to be able to trust Jesus on your own. Right, and you know right. that, man, men are men. That's like, right. men are men. They'll smash your wife. That's right. You know, the pastor's wife, they'll smash your husband because yep. you're dealing with people. That's right. right. And there's no sin. There's no sin that you're protecting your family because you're responsible for your wife. That's it. And nobody's going to have access to my wife, man. You know, mm -hmm. and, and I'm I'm 350 pounds. I'm a bull. <laughs> I used to box with the army, so I, I, I feel you. I, I keep it one thousand. Like my wife is my yeah. wife. I don't play the radio with that. Yeah. We we gonna we gonna we gonna be right back, man. We getting ready to, 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 to cut some news, man. Okay. All right, this is D Raider producer, and this is this week's news. There is a new service out that is trying to solve the problem of millions of dollars of unpaid royalties. It's a service called Viva, spelled V-E-V-A Collect. And it's a new platform, U.S.-based uh, company. And what their aim is, is a platform for music creators to store their files, manage the credits, and, a, and a, a metadata in one place. Um, I, you know, I'm, as I'm as I'm learning about this new business, um, I think it could be possibly um, a, a pretty decent mm -hmm. deal. But what Rico and I will do, and I promise y'all, we will be looking at the, the fine print once we get to that. Because the one thing this article does not say mm -hmm. is what their cut is. I was, you know what, I, 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 we think, we, man, we think so much like, bro, mm -hmm. uh, because it doesn't say that. Right. right? Um, because what we're finding, man, with a lot of these streaming companies that are doing a service for you, they're really trying to take your, either they're trying to take your music, rights to your music, yeah. or they're trying to take your money. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and I think it's, I, I, I think that's great, man, that they're trying to create a platform to make sure artists can get paid, to make sure, you know, streaming writers are paid, because right now, that is a big mountain, man, for artists, for you to 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 really overcome. And uh, Danny and I's position um, is pretty clear. We have this channel. We do this podcast, man. We both the independent. Um, we gonna stay independent. It's really not about the money. Right, it's right. about the ownership. That's you know. It. That's, it. That's so, it. So 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 tell me, Marcus, man. You know how do you feel about that, bro? How how do you feel about ownership and as an independent artist? You know how do you feel about the streaming climate right now? Well, and and to pray for that. Well, I'm like you. I I, I definitely feel like ownership is key. 
one, especially from being a black man in today's uh, America, you definitely need to own your stuff. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if it's real estate. I don't care if it's music. Whatever it is, if your name is on it, you need to own it. That's the whole. Stop for a second, because you said a couple phrases <laughs> that I want to. I want you to deal before he goes to his next article. You said, and I'm going to repeat what you said. Okay. You said, as a black man in today's America, like bro, walk us through that. What does that mean, bro? As if I don't want to comprehend that, bro. Break that break that down for me. What do you okay. mean as a black man in today's America? Why is that so important? Why Listen, is it significant? One is so important because the way I talk when I talk to my young dudes, I tell them like this. They had a 400-year head start on us. You got to think about it. They were transforming wealth companies, uh CEO positions, generations, generations, generations. You know what I'm saying? They were building it as they was holding us down. So now that mm -hmm. we're in a position to kind of oh, so you so you so you believe that we were held down that, that black people were held down you 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 believe that we were held down you don't believe that we equal bro that we because of jesus we equal because of jesus and there's no such thing as systemic and institutional racism bro. anybody that say that they well i have a real conversation with them because one thing i'm gonna tell you two things for sure we were definitely oppressed my ancestors were oppressed that's real Anybody who want to come and, and put on a, uh, I say, a black face and say something different, no. You're lying. And you think that oppression is, you, and, and in your words, you think that oppression is still happening today in 2020? To a, yeah, and to a certain extent and then to, mm -hmm. in another type of uh, climate. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 so talk about to the certain extent. Okay. To the to a certain okay. type of climate. Climate. Give us specific when you say to a certain extent. Let's talk about that certain extent. Okay. What is a certain, certain extent? extent? When I say that, I mean like say if you think about all the Fortune 500 companies out there, right? Mm -hmm. How many black CEOs do you see on their boards? How many black men or women are on the boards? You know what I'm saying? It's still proportionally uh, against us. You know what I'm saying? You might see one sprinkled in there, uh, you know, one or two over here, but it's not an equal to where okay, eventually we could take over that company if we get the majority number and then we can build from there and start our own independent thing. No, they keep just enough to where they can have control still and they have a lot of family members on these boards to where if one person die, that means the son or the daughter or whoever is going to take it over. So they keep us oppressed in that sense and also the main oppression is still going on by the way some of the laws are written that keeps some of us. Now, I'm not talking about if you just go out and commit a crime and think you ain't supposed to get locked up because you rob a bank. No, you, they need to take you to jail if, if you committed that crime. But I'm saying the way they're handing out sentences, say say we both robbed the same bank and you white and I'm black. They give you one year because of who they know and who your people are. And they give me 12 years, both first offense. That's systemic oppression, racism right there. You know what I'm saying? So they have their ways legally now to do it. You know what I'm saying? Since slavery is illegal now, so they found other avenues to kind of oppress us, so to speak. I like that word control, man, because a lot of part of the, uh, what, what systemic and institutional racism does, it, it exerts control, right? right. And it, it, it controls. Danny, go ahead to the next the next topic, bro. We, it's good, man. It's good. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we're talking about control. We're talking about legacy. We're talking about you know, not having 
any kind of say so and how your music is used. We will talk about that later on in the show. But this next article, we're going to bring up Taylor Swift and who is a a pop music icon who has sold millions upon millions upon millions of records. Her former manager and her former label person um, sold her back catalog, Hmm. her first six albums to a company for a reported $330 million. And it ain't nothing she can do about it. And and, and it reminds me of, and, and Rico and I, we've talked about this a couple of times. Back in the early 80s, when Michael Jackson purchased the Beatles catalog, yep, and it was nothing that the beat that Paul McCartney could do right. because Michael had that money. Mm-hmm. And Michael understood what publishing was. Publishing was a legacy. Right. Publishing it's now not was. Is <laughs> I'm talking about in that particular case, but you're right, publishing is a legacy in that once Michael made that investment. Michael was never broke. Michael, Michael had money in the cloud before we had the cloud. <laughs> it was trying to make it seem like Michael was broke. Right. And, you know, Michael owned 51% of Sony. Right. Uh, but what I, the, the, the Taylor Swift story, man, because a lot of, a lot of what Danny and I, we talk about, and I know a lot of times people don't, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to build a show because the show, man, is for independent artists. Right. right. And, and a part of what, where independent artists suffer from is the lack of knowledge. That's it. Right? That's it. 99% of artists don't make, independent artists don't make money is because they don't have the knowledge, man, of how to make money. That's right? it. And then making money in the music business means that you got to put up a lot of your own money. And how a lot of artists lose is they don't want to fund their own campaigns. They don't want to fund their own journey. Right, right. So to speak, right? And so when we start talking about it's important for you to get a job, it's nothing wrong with a nine to five, right? You can level up with a nine to five or a couple nine to fives, and you can take that money and be able to put that into yourself and be able to put that into your craft, be able to put that into your equipment. You know, the thing with Taylor Swift She's worth 300 and, and, and this is because I'm a numbers guy, man. Don't, Danny mm-hmm. is a stat guy, numbers guy, but I'm I'm a numbers guy. I see numbers like I just kind of this is just my gift. Right. OK. OK. So when I look at what they sold her catalog for 300, 300, over 300 million, she's only worth 300. Million, right. Right. That's a total worth net worth. Now, that may not always be liquid. It may not all be. Right, right, right. Just, uh, just total net worth is three hundred over three hundred million. The the problem is when you because she'll probably never because what she's trying to do now she's trying to short. She's trying when there's a there's a there's a saying in in, in the in the investment world when you try to short a stock, uh-huh. when you're trying to devalue a stock, like okay. when you're trying to do something, whether it be to hostile do a hostile take over the company. Yeah, there's some type of you know uh, price gouging or what whatever. When right, you try right, to right. try to short a stock, the stock is a certain price, and you're trying to 
bring the price of that stock down so that it'd be affordable. What she's doing is she's going and she's trying to remake all her music. Okay. Uh, in order to devalue right, right, the catalog right. so that she can buy it. You know, but this is the thing. When you go and you jump in the bed with investors, because I had this conversation with another friend of mine today who was talking. Um, when you go and you jump in the bed, when people invest into your company, and when they give you a lot of money for your company, you know, to, to start your company or to start a venture, you know, you, when you take money from other people, since man, it's really very hard, man, to keep your control. That's it. So, so in your own words, how do you feel about investing in yourself? How do you feel about people giving you money? And and you know, just what's your perspective on? Well, my my perspective is, and you kind of hit on a, a little bit of it, is that first and foremost, you got to be you got to be willing to invest in yourself first and foremost. Especially if it's, if it's something you're already passionate about, make sure you, I don't, you got to sacrifice sometimes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you say, you can get one or two jobs, and you got the budget, and you got to do what you got to do to make it happen. And if you just have to, and that way, if you just have to, like say, get other people kind of to help you out, they won't have to give you as much. You know what I'm saying? And that way, you cut out their control over your stuff. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of the younger type of guys trying to get into don't really understand that they get into more like you know I know I'm, I'm I know I'm the junk anyway so they need to be helping me with this but what they don't understand is just like a Tupac you sell all these millions of albums and you can still kind of be broke at the end of the day that's because you let the wrong people have control and if you don't have and if you don't own your own originals you stuck anyway they making money see the thing about it they making money off of the replay off of the reselling off of all of that money is going to be continuously coming you know what i'm saying that's why if an artist do sign with a label they need to always stipulate i want to cut every percentage of every song uh stream downloaded sold in the store and that way even after your career you still getting royalties in you know what i'm saying you still getting money i'm just saying if they decide to go with a label instead of being independent you need to be smart now, enough to yeah. negotiate. Now, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that kind of gives a segue that for us to kind of have a quick little a quick little segue of a conversation. Okay. When you have no money <laughs> and you go to a record label, you don't you don't run you don't run the table, no, right? You don't run the table. You you gonna do you you're a do boy or a do girl. You gonna no. do whatever they pay to do because it's their money, right? Now, I'll say this. Before you continue, I say this now: if 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 your talent is to a certain extent, and and there's you have enough leverage to where other people are interested to a certain extent, you have uh, some leverage. You don't have now, as much, now, you now, don't now, have as, much as you need. Like say you got now. Let me cut like, you off for a minute. Your talent don't matter. In no, the no, no. Business. I, don't, I don't mean I don't mean it matter to where they they got. I'm just saying if you got more than one company, like say you got Sony and you got Def Jam over here. And they both know they got a hot commodity. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that your talent is going to be the defining factor, but you got enough leverage. To I say, okay, oh. now if y'all don't give me the already kind of stipulated, you still don't have as much control as you need. I'm just saying if that's if that's the option. So, so, so let me they, so they, let me so, so, so let me give you the game. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Oh yeah, I was about to. Yeah, let me give okay, you the okay. game because so I got to teach you a little something, right? Mm -hmm. I'm always open to learn. It, it, it's just like the NFL when you go to the NFL team. Do you like NFL or you like basketball? Oh, I'm a sport. Which player. one is your favorite sport? Basketball and football. Okay. I'm still to get 49 so, 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 so you are what? Going, 
I'm a Celtic. That her all, all since I was from a kid. Celtics and 49ers and Florida State Seminoles. How does that how does that even make sense? But okay, 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 okay. They start talking about football. Don't don't talk football. Right, right, so, right, so, right, so, so, so where I was going, we're gonna stay focused. We're gonna stay focused. Right? Because you start. So on the NFL football team, when you're a running back, you know, running backs are all they're all the fast. If you got if you got a four, if you got a if you got a four string or fifth string, they're all the fans. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The yeah. only difference between the fifth string running back a lot of times and the first string running back could be the name. Yep. Right? It could be records that's broken in college, right? Or durability. So huh? I say or durability. Because or durability, injury prone, you know. But but fast wise, all running backs yeah. are faster in the NFL. They don't. If you run a four six four seven, you're not going to be in running back in the NFL. You're just not, right? So my point is making when you have when you when you get with the record before as a label, pretty much man, you already have talent. Your talent is really not leverage. Your leverage, because a record deal man is a bank loan, right? Yeah. When yep. you go to Bank of America. And you yep. ask Bank of America to give you two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then you're a, a, a small business owner. The first thing that they're going to ask you is what? What do you have for collateral? Oh, collateral. Oh, yeah, that's the first thing you got to have some to to secure us this loan that we're going to give you. Yeah. So a record deal is a bank loan, right? So how you negotiate is to already be making money when you walk in, that, right? Oh, the yeah. reason that Master B. That part secure the 85-15 deal. Yep, yep. And I always use him because That's really, man, he, he gave a blueprint that really yeah. every artist of today, if yeah. you're going to deal with a major label, you should deal with a major label on the same. It's 2020 and about it, about it is old, but his business practice is the same. Yep. If you're going to deal with a major label, you deal with a major label on the same principle, the same process. Right. He had a record store, but he was already making money. When Jim Iovine yep. offered him a million, he turned it down. He said, because, man, if he offered me a million, man, I'm probably worth 20, I'm probably worth 20, 30 yeah. million because he gave me a million. Uh, yeah. So when you go, so when you do a record deal, you want to already be making money, right. period. Right. So it becomes a partnership because then it's a buy-in. For them, you don't really need them. It's right. them needing you. Right, to right, make right. a cut because of what happens with a record company, they're making a, they're getting a lot of losses because they have artists. And I understand the concept why they 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 they're, they're kind of shrewd because they have a lot of artists on the roster that they're putting out money for. These right. artists are not making money, so they have to try to recover the losses on the artists that aren't selling versus right. the artists that's not. But go ahead, Dan. I know you want to jump yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say piggybacking on what you were saying. Um. And you know how you feel, uh, G is is kind of a a romanticized version of what the record industry used to be, where if you had a young Madonna, you had a young Bruce Springsteen, you had a you had a a, a, a fourteen year old Michael Jackson and his brothers, um, coming in, and you 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 think that. Oh, oh, wow. The record executive sees the potential and you can sort of use that as leverage to, to start a bidding war. 
it doesn't really work that way because what people don't understand, yes, it's a $7 billion industry, but it's a small circle. Yeah. Yes. That phone, that phone call gets made real quick. I got you. You leave out that door and say, <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna go down here and see what they offer. Oh, they already know about you by the time you got down the street. Right. That's number one. And number two, if even if you want to think about, okay, well, you know, I'm a I'm a Christian artist. I, I don't want to really follow Master P's blueprint. Fine. Shirley Caesar did the exact same thing. Shirley Caesar was selling cassette tapes and records out of her trunk yep. and was able to use that as leverage. Because if you're going to go to a Shirley Caesar and say, hey, sign this contract and I'm going to give you $100,000 and Shirley Caesar is already making $100,000. Why do I need that contract? That's true. You see what I'm saying? And so that's that, that part. The second part of what Rico was saying about devaluing. Prince tried to do that with Warner Brothers back in the in uh, late 90s because Warner Brothers owned all of Prince's early masters. Yeah. And so Prince got the idea, you know, it was 1999 and his biggest hit of the early 80s was 1999. Yeah. But he didn't want Warner Brothers profiting off of it without him. So he went and re-recorded a remixed version of 1999. Guess what? It tanked. Why? <laughs> Because nobody wanted to hear the new 99, 1999. Everybody wanted to hear the old 1999. And that's the same thing that Taylor Swift is going to run into because she's right. a grown up now. She wrote those songs when she was 15, 16 years old. Right. She's a grown she's a grown woman now. It ain't hit the same. And, and, and it's not going to hit the same. And the last thing I'm going to say about control, when you don't own your masters, when you don't have a controlling interest, People, you don't have any control on where that music goes. You don't. So then all of a sudden you can wake up one day and your gospel song, your signature gospel song is now the new stripper anthem. <laughs> and ain't nothing you could do about it. <laughs> nothing you could do. About it. Ain't nothing you now you don't own the masters because you don't own the masters. Now yeah. everybody is looking to say, okay, um, I know he didn't clear that sample, or I know that. He didn't do that or he didn't do this. And we're not even talking about getting paid because what you have to realize is is that even though that company owns the publishing, she's still going to get royalties. She's yeah. still going to get a check in the mail. She's not a decision maker. She's not a decision maker. So that means that if, if they decide that they're going to do a soundtrack for Killing Whales, she can't stop that. <laughs> I remember when I did a, I did a song, man, and I used the Isaac, Isaac Hayes sample. I called Isaac Hayes, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, but I don't own the master to that. You got to call EMI before oh, wow. he passed away. Wow. So I know Isaac Hayes. And I ended up having to call EMI. And a guy, a young guy that I'm negotiating with that was having <laughs> publishing for EMI is who I negotiated with. Not even Isaac Hayes, the guy who did the song. I, I, I said all that to say, you know, this is what this channel is about. This is what this right. podcast is about. Right. You know, we have, we, we want to try to help independent artists, man, stay independent. And a lot of times, man, the one thing that independent artists don't want to do, they don't want to invest in themselves, right? You. They want someone to give them. And anytime right. somebody give you something, 
they're going to have the upper control. On That's it. it. Now, go ahead, Jay. We'll go ahead and you, you, you know, you go ahead, bro. You know, I know you want to make a response to that. What, what you oh, think no, no, about? No, listen, 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 because I totally agree. And I wasn't even thinking about the Master P scenario at the time because that's one of the, the free, because I'm, I'm all about independent. You know what I'm saying? I tell people, quit. God is my CEO. So I ain't really looking for no record label anyway. So I, even though I, I'm doing ministry, I always make CDs just in case people want some. You know, I give out a lot, but it's a lot of people that buy my, you know, my albums, you know, from me directly and that's outside of going to apple music and all of that i'm just saying so i'm not even i had i haven't even thought about if a, if a record label approached me because i have that same mindset as that that, that what you guys are talking about like look i'm i'm doing enough out here without you guys you know what i'm saying so uh and that's and that's the move the move the way that you're doing it going directly to the consumer yeah that is the ticket right that's how you cut out all the middle people Yep. You know, if you have a thousand super fans, you know, we've been preaching this man for, for a minute. <laughs> you can have a thousand people to yeah. spend a hundred dollars a year with you. That's a hundred thousand dollars a year. I'd rather yeah. make a hundred thousand dollars a year and own all my music That's than to make it. 200 or 300 million dollars and I'll own none of my music. That's it. Right? That's it. Because if that music goes up in value, Somebody else is going to own the rights and they're going to be able to have the deciding party. They're going to be able, if it gets sampled, they're going to get the check for it. I get a smaller check. Right. And you know, Michael Jackson got 10 cents out of a dollar. Out of a dollar, and during that time, 10 cents is a lot. was yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. He got 10 cents out of a dollar. So that means a record company's made 90 cents on a dollar, right? It's a different day. So with that being said, man, we're going to move in because we run out of time. We, we're going to okay. move to this game that we play called 10. Okay. So it, it's, this game is we just it's, – it's an either or. We're going to ask you – I'm going to make 10 statements, either or, and you choose one based on, man, what you want to choose. There's no right or wrong answer. Just like they, we like to see how your mind thinks. And you're not okay. allowed to think about it. Okay. You can't be sitting like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> you, you gotta you'll get, you'll get buzzed. Don't do that. Okay. You, gotta, you, okay. get, you get buzzed, man. <laughs> All right. So you gonna so basically we're gonna start. So John P. Key or Hezekiah Walker? John P. Key. Yolanda Adams or Karen Clark Sheard? Karen Clark Sheard. Malcolm X or Martin Luther King? Martin Luther King. Cyberpunk 2077. 2077 or Grand Theft Auto 6? I ain't like neither one but Grand Theft Auto 6. Theology rap or Biblical worldview rap? Biblical worldview rap. Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Jeezy or Gucci? Jeezy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you rather have a hundred million dollars per year and own ten percent of your music, or would you have twelve? Would you rather have twelve thousand dollars per year and own one hundred percent of your music? Twelve, uh, twelve thousand and a hundred percent of my music. That's what's up? Trap music or East Coast music? <sighs> Trap I'm from the South. Chitterlings or pig feet? Mm -mm. Neither one. Neither one. <laughs> 
like if you was hungry, bro, you was in the desert, and you uh, or you was hungry and you had to chew. Which one you gonna eat? I have to eat the pig feet. I can't do the. I can't do the. Uh, the dookie. You can't do the dookie. Can't do the Children, dookie, man. That boy dookie, bro. Just That's dookie it. with Jesus. I don't, I don't care what you say. It's, it's, it's dookie oh. with Listen, Whoa. my grandma who just passed away uh, Wednesday night. God oh, man. I'm sorry to hear that, bro. Nope. I, I appreciate it. Look, I walked in her. I walked in on her when I was a kid. She was cleaning them. I'm like, Grandma, what's that smell? She's like, oh, this just chitlins? I said, oh, no, Grandma. You ain't never got to worry about feeding me that right there. Dookie. She loved them, man, but I never eat one. It's a lot of people that love them, man. And a lot of people love putting season salt on them and hot sauce on Duke. You know we what? We're not gonna do that. We we just gonna. You know what? That's gonna be a new T-shirt. We're gonna have, and it's just gonna have a big uh, Dookie, and then have. Or like the old school, say no to drugs, say yeah. no to dookie. <laughs> say no to dookie. Do like Michael Jordan. Hey, hey, listen, man. Hey, we got to, you have you have a big dog on, on your chest to say, say no to dookie. <laughs> so, man, look. Is that the African Michael Jordan laughing? Because that look like Michael Jordan, that African. I don't forgot the names. I don't this fool named him Herbert. That's Herbert, and the other one is Lenny. Listen, man, after all the names that you can come up with, you know, I mean. Tell listen, the truth, man. He looked like a Lenny. Tell the truth. He looked <laughs> like a Lenny. Don't, don't follow him up, man. Bro, listen. Don't say nothing. Don't, cause we gotta go. We gonna. Go. You keep hitting that button. I'ma say something. But we're hitting what button? <laughs> Dude, what's up, Brandon? Like we're trying to go home, man. You, you, you we go from Dookie to her. It is time to go. I do not. I, I my ear. Wait, stop. Time out. Okay. Let let last. No 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 more no. Listen. Last words. G. 
before we go. Any last words you want to say, bro? Uh, well, yeah. First and foremost, I want to thank you guys for having me. Uh, I mean, I you know, I had a blast. I, I, this is the first podcast I've ever done. Man, you guys are awesome. Intelligent black men, you know what I'm saying? Giving that real knowledge. With humor that. with it. Man, I listen. I love it. And I appreciate it. I'm humbled and honored to be here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and uh, I spread the love and, and, and you know, I spread the show around, man. I love it. I love it. Keep doing what y'all are doing for independent artists. And uh, thank you to everybody that tuned in that I, I, I don't see on the screen that supports same OG. I appreciate you. And God bless you guys, too. Hey, man, we, fam, we, we fam now, man. So we're going to reach yeah, out fam. and keep, sure. keep track of you. Sure. Any last words you want to you want to you want to share, Dan, before we get up? No, on? let's. Hey, we, hey, uh, we had a good show and some good information. I, I want independent artists to really go back and and take a look. And I particularly, yeah, want Christian hip hop artists who are yeah. out there go back and listen to what G said because his the way that he is using ministry, yeah. right? And he cared more about ministry. I never heard him say anything about streams, about royalties. I heard him say most about ministry and that is something that is really important. So um, go back and check that out. And and what I loved about it, man, as well, man, you talked about, man, how, you know, how God gave it to you. That says to me that you have individuality, you know, mm -hmm. and that's something, man, that, 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 that every independent artist need more of. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to be able to be in, have an individual mindset. You can't really worry about what the masses are saying. Um, and you gotta gotta have your own path, you know. So with that being said, man, we really appreciate you guys, man, for supporting uh in the box. We actually are gonna be doing uh a, another series that's coming. We're gonna be reviewing music, man. Okay. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be out the chain because we're gonna let the dogs out. <laughs> <laughs> It is, not, it is not in my contract to do another show. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. The the co-host is a nut, man. Danny, Danny got a problem, man. You oppressively making me laugh. Look, man, look, we 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 got comments, man. Uh, we we gotta, but I can't I can't get my mind. I'm just trying to end the show, bro. I'm trying to. Hey, Daddy, I just, look away I just from figured, the it, look away I just the figured it out. Look I away. Wait, I just figured it out. Lenny got to use the bathroom. That's why. I no, not him. Me. He's already. I can't pee on my clothes. All right, I'm done. I'm G, don't leave because we need to talk, but don't leave. Yeah, don't okay. just don't hang up. Listen, man. Thank you, man. <laughs> thank, thank you for 
Listen, man. It thank y'all. <laughs> Meek, Meek, if you watching the show, get your <laughs> I'm I trying am. to keep my I sanity, dog. No, I don't am. say nothing. Speak my, my don't say nothing. Work. Dude, you need to... <laughs> Me, cut the camera off. I'm silly. Just don't don't say nothing. We finna close. If you be in church, man, the pastor gonna say we finna say the benediction. What you gonna do? <laughs> Just stop. Don't. Can Just I put your hand up, man? I can't. Bro, I listen, listen, that, man. Thank y'all for tipping. Thank you for watching In The Box. We gonna see y'all next week.